I've been asked a lot about the LLP hybrid model uh, and it's a question that comes up all the time whether I'm speaking at events, whether I'm going to a networking event, whether it's on social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, elsewhere. So this video is dedicated to all those people who asked about the LLP hybrid model. I go through it in some detail, sharing with you how it actually works and at the end I'll share with you my opinion. So watch the video and I hope you find it useful. Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax-saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. Let's start off by looking at uh, a partnership very quickly uh, and then we'll look at LLP and then we'll look into a limited company. So a partnership, generally speaking, is two or more individuals who form a business. An LLP can be two or more individuals or it can be two entities. So you can have an individual and you can have a limited company who are both partners or members of a limited company. This particular company here will be a corporate member and this, this individual here would be an individual member. So you don't need two people per se to form an LLP. You can have an individual plus a limited company or you can have a number of individuals and uh, a limited company or a number of limited companies too, just so that you know. Now there are some rules restricting how much money goes from uh, the LLP into a limited company. I'm not going to cover that for you in too much detail. We just need to be aware of that. Uh, those rules came in around 2014, 2015. Uh, so you make sure you're familiar with those because there was certain planning done by certain individuals uh, when and the government stepped in and said, hold on, you can't quite do this. Uh, so simply speaking, what was happening was people were performing LLPs uh, and then take with corporate partners, transferring that money into uh, a individual limited companies and then drawing down on their tax-free dividend rate. Uh, so they were paying a lot less, less tax, in some cases, zero tax. So that, that's been changed around now. But people ask a lot about a hybrid LLP model, because that's what, what they call it. Uh, and in, in the world of tax, what that's called is a mixed partnership. So I'm not gonna share my view right now, I'm just gonna share with you how it works. And at the end, I'll, I'll share my view with you. So what happens is you have, a, have let's say, uh, two people. Okay, and sometimes, sometimes it's one person, but you've got, let's start with one person. You've got one person uh, who has 10 properties in their own name. And for some reason, they're looking to move that into an LLP. Sometimes uh, it could be the artificial step of let's have an LLP, move into an LLP, and then let's incorporate. But if it's an artificial step, where the main reason to go into the LLP or a partnership is to uh, incorporate later on. A HMRC will and should see through that uh, and then that artificial step isn't gonna work. And the reason why that artificial step is introduced simply is to avoid SDLT because when a partnership incorporates, uh, there's no SDLT to pay as long as the share ownership is the same as it were in a partnership. So don't use that artificial step. If you're gonna do an LLP, do it for the reasons or a partnership, do it for the right reasons. And then later on, if you happen to incorporate, that's fine. But that, that conversation shouldn't take place 
when a partnership or an LLP is formed, in my view. So we have this person here, he's got 10 properties, they now want to move this into an LLP. At the time, they're saying, I don't have any other individuals, I want to have a corporate partner, i.e. a limited company. So what they do is form an LLP uh, with a limited company, and let's just say they keep 98% of the shares to themselves, to the individual, and give 2% to the limited company. Now they've got a, a mixed partnership. When uh, these properties are introduced into the LLP, they sit, oops, they sit on this person's capital account. Now there's some experts out there or some uh, tax uh, practitioners who say to the individual, introduce the property into the company, but you still own the property. You're just allowing the, the LLP to use it, uh, and therefore you don't have to refinance. Uh, there's others who are saying you can pass the properties over to the LLP uh, and form a deed of trust, uh, and so you're giving the beneficial ownership to the LLP. And there's others out there who are saying when you're moving them to an LLP, you can refinance. Uh, so different practitioners are giving different advice. Uh, and it depends on what you're comfortable with. Uh, I think the deed of trust, the challenge you have with that is if the terms and conditions of a lender are that if there's a change in legal or beneficial ownership and you have to advise them or inform them beforehand and get their permission, then you're going to have a problem. If there isn't any such clause, then obviously passing over the beneficial uh, ownership will work. And if there is a clause and you don't tell them, that purports to mortgage fraud. So you need to be very careful of that and make sure you check those terms and conditions or get a copy of the terms and conditions to get them checked verified by a lawyer uh, so you know exactly what you're doing. So once once that's happened and the properties are now introduced into an LLP, what then ha happens is that the limited company becomes a managing company and manages all those properties for the LLP. Now, in some instances, the LLP pays management charges anywhere up to say 15%. In, in other instances, what people do is give the limited company more control and ownership where, where the limited company collects the rents, pays the mortgages, thereby claiming all the interest and getting full interest tax relief on that uh, because that then becomes responsible and then the net proceeds go into the LLP now, if you do that, I think the huge challenge for you is to have an agreement which is bulletproof, which clearly gives the responsibility of the mortgage being paid by a limited company. Now, there's a lot of practitioners who aren't comfortable with that, who think that doesn't work. And there are very few practitioners who think it does work. Uh, I think if the legal agreement is tight enough, and there's good reasons for the limited company to take responsibility of those mortgages, then it could work. Uh, but if it isn't, then it won't work, which means you'll have to pay a lot of money to a lawyer to create an agreement for you, which may work. So that's something for you to be aware of. Once those funds go into the LLP, what then happens is that the individual partner draws down on their capital account. Because remember, on those 10 properties, I say they're worth 2 million pounds. This person's, or on the 
previous screen uh, had a capital account of two, 2 million let's just say they don't draw down on that capital account tax-free so there's no tax to pay until they've depleted all of this what, what they also people do is uh, at the same time introduce their life partner spouse or their children as ordinary members and then they may give their children some income based on what work those children do for them so in an LLP or a partnership you've got something called a profit share ratio and generally speaking you've then got a capital share ratio the profit share ratio apart from husband and wife doesn't have to be in line with your capital share ratio so let's look at a, a limited company let's say you've got two individuals who own 50% of the shares each and it's the same class of shares one of them takes a £20,000 dividend the other one should take a £20,000 dividend too you can do something called a dividend waiver for that particular year and then go in into the next year I think to keep it really simple you want to avoid all that stuff there I think just keep the, the dividends the same it keeps it nice and tidy otherwise you'll, you'll have a problem that you're carrying forward so you keep it nice and simple for a partnership unless other than a husband and wife in this particular scenario although let's say they both own the, the, the partnership shares 50-50 each one partner takes 20,000 the other one takes 10,000 that works okay because the profit share doesn't have to be in line with the capital share now of course this person here is is owed in a roundabout way 10,000 by the company because this person took 20,000 so next year this one might take 20,000 and this one might take 10,000 why does that happen? well somebody might want to buy a house for example or a second or additional home or they might want to pay off their mortgage or they might want to go on holiday or they might want to want to pay for school fees for their children so some life event is taking place for them at some point and they need more money than one of the other partners uh, so therefore they take more and the others take less as long as the others are comfortable with that so that kind of in a nutshell is how this whole model works and then what some people sometimes do is they've got the LLP they'll attach obviously here an individual or two or three or however many and then they'll attach a limited company which is which could be a trading company which makes profits already and what they do is they transfer the profits into the LLP whereby that if they take that money out personally they've got to pay income tax on the dividend or a bonus or the salary so they transfer the profits in here and now the LLP uh, that cash has moved here let's call it 100 grand just for the purpose of this video the 100 grand goes here now remember from the previous uh, screen or slide on the uh, capital account the person had 2 million pounds this person then draws down on this 2 million so takes out the 100,000 pounds they've now got 1.9 million left they don't pay tax on this 100,000 pounds because it's a drawdown on their capital account they've avoided here paying uh, income tax on a dividend or a distribution or a, a salary now, of course otherwise if, if this company wasn't a corporate member uh, then money going into LLP would mean this person here would have an overdrawn loan account which means section 455 penalty tax and uh, interest payable on this loan or a P11D benefit for the interest not being paid but because it's a corporate partner 
it introduces money into the LLP, so it has its own capital account. That's how they get around this whole thing. Now, this structure is extremely complicated. Uh, there are some challenges with it. I think it needs to be done properly, and it needs to be planned properly, and there has to be commercial reasons for it. So if it's all done properly with commercial reasons, uh, then the, the LLP hybrid model works. If it's done just artificially, just to save tax, uh, then I think HMRC will see through it and you'll have problems. So you need to make sure you go to advisors who are familiar with LLPs, because most aren't, in fairness to them. Most are familiar with sole traders, standard partnerships, limited companies, uh, but they aren't that familiar with LLPs because they're not as well used as they ought to be. So A, go to an advisor who is. Secondly, they should be aware of this planning. Thirdly, there should be commercial reasons for why it's done. Fourthly, there needs to be strong legal documentation to back this up. And fifth, it needs to be set up properly uh, so that you it's fit for purpose because what you don't want to do is get the tax tail to wag the dog. So as long as you've got all that in place, this structure can work, uh, but it's not going to be cheap. It's a, a costly thing. So you need to think about what other solutions exist uh, that you could possibly use through, say, a, a limited company with possibly a trust structure with alphabet shares uh, where you may have your children or other people involved. Linked with that, you've got freezer shares, growth shares, which might help you get to a similar place uh, and sometimes a better outcome. So make sure you look at all of the options before you decide which one works best for you. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.